Welcome to No Teacher Left Behind with Christine Hurt and Natalie McIntosh for humorous musings from the Teacher's Lounge. Hey, Natalie. <laughs> Hi, Christine. Hi. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's, <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, I wanted to stop, start... If I could talk, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, I wanted to start with a bit of a, a follow-up. Um, we, um, You and I have recently been involved in our community. Um, you know, In the last episode, you talked about being more inspired to be more involved as a citizen in public education and also as a teacher and a parent. And um, you and I went to the... Red for Ed VA March on January 28th. In Richmond. In Richmond, um, which was awesome and inspiring. And I think um, there, there will be a future episode all about just that for sure. Um, but so you talking about that in the last episode reminded me to kind of talk about that. And then as a follow up there to mention that I'm really proud of myself uh, because I got up and spoke to my school board at a recent school board meeting. Um, and I was inspired and encouraged by this day of action that I participated in with you. And so, um, I will admit that I have not yet emailed my school board about the school supplies issue, but it's still on my list and still on my radar, especially because their annual budget meeting is coming up. So, And that's what we talked about in the first episode yes. with school supplies. Yes. Well, the first real one. Yeah, yeah. The one um, we brought up the topic. Yeah, yes. And so... Well, can I just say yeah. how impressed I am with you that you went... I don't... Had a week passed between the march and the school board where you spoke? It was about a week, Yeah. I mean, that is a fast turnaround. I'm more of the like, I'm so inspired. And then I go sleep for a month. <laughs> and then and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to be inspired. And then five years later, yeah. I was going to do that thing. Yeah. So I am very impressed. And Well, thank you. And, and I'm kind of hoping to whatever you said, I hope that you wrote it down or typed it up because yeah. then um, I can use it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can totally use it. I, it's a, it's a Google doc. I will send it to you. Sweet. Thank you. Um, and I got up um, at my school board meeting during the public comment section and made a public comment and I had typed everything up and printed it out and took it with me because I knew I was going to get nervous and need to read it and I was very very nervous and I definitely needed to read it I felt like my voice was shaking the whole time and my hands were trembling the whole time um okay now set the stage for me a little bit was it a big room or a small room and like were you at a podium so it's a medium-ish room I guess and there's the the six or seven board members, the superintendent and the secretary all sitting at the main front table. Okay. And I'm standing at a podium. Okay. Facing them. And then behind me is the audience, you know, right. where the people and it's mostly the administrators of the schools and the heads of the departments like operations and transportation oh. and, you know, that who attend the meeting. So There's were not... there a lot of people like you at all? Parents? No, or I am. I am quite the anomaly at these meetings. Um, and they are. And I will say to encourage people to attend these meetings, the board is super, super happy to see me. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, it's not they like I'm want... coming and they're seeing me there and they're like rolling their lights like, oh, my God, more community involvement. <laughs> like, I have been approached at the end of almost every meeting by the superintendent to come and shake my hand and thank me for coming. Um, and I don't know if this is just the way he is or the way it is at every school board meeting. I like to think that all school boards would be this excited to see their community members right. be active um, in the meetings. But, um, and then I've had other board members come up to me and just say, you know, hey, I've noticed you come into the meetings. Nice. Why? Like, why, what are you here in, for? But not in a, and not in an antagonistic way, but just in a, you know, what are you, are you getting out of this? What you're hoping to get out of this kind of way. Um, and, so, you know, they're very excited to see me and I don't see a lot of, you know, of course I don't know everybody in the room, but it seems like everybody in the room has official business reasons to be there oh, gotcha. <laughs> and not like me who is there to just observe, learn and participate. And participate. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in my mind, you know, the only experience I have with uh, that type of environment is looking on YouTube at uh, big town meetings and you know i'm i'm envisioning like a whole like audience of like a pta meeting yeah. i am envisioning a ptsa meeting or yeah. whatever anybody calls it yeah uh that's what i'm envisioning a bunch of like concerned parents sitting around and yeah. then there's like this big gallery of like people looking like the supreme court yeah but it wasn't like that it, it looked no. like just a yeah. very official looking meeting. yeah it's a very official looking meeting and i will give a ton of credit to the board particularly the chairperson of the board whose name is currently escaping me but he does a really really good job of sticking to the agenda like keeping things moving forward moving between agenda items keeping everybody on task so it's not a bunch of going down rabbit trails and a waste of everybody's time gotcha. so um and uh so yeah so as i've mentioned they have this public comment section where anybody can go up to the podium and say whatever they want to the school board um within reason i feel like if you got up there and were really nasty they would make you leave but <laughs> <laughs> um you know or if you just wanted to talk about your golf game they would probably be not interested but um anyway and as long as i've been going I've seen one person get up, but it seemed like a very spur of the moment thing during like, it was like bus driver or transportation, school transportation appreciation week or something like that. And so the school board had invited all of the transportation employees to the meeting to be recognized for, you know, doing okay. their hard work at the school. And, um, and at that meeting, one of the bus drivers got up during the public comment section to comment on concerns about people blowing through the stop sign that the bus puts out and oh. how it's really dangerous. And she'd seen some device on some school buses somewhere else. And she just wanted to put that to the board. Like, oh, nice. Know. But it was very spur of the moment. And she was up at the podium for like 45 seconds. So okay. um, before I went, I was going over it with my husband. And he said, well, what is your time limit? And I said, I don't know. It doesn't say <laughs> on the agenda anything about a time limit. And the only time I've ever seen anybody get up, she was literally up there for 45 seconds. So I have no idea. And um, so it was, and I timed my little remarks. And I shouldn't say little remarks. That's so, uh, you know. Self-deprecating. Self-deprecating. Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, and because I feel like they were really good remarks, but I timed my remarks and it came out to be like four ish minutes. I thought that was a good, great, good amount, not going on too long. Um, and so I got up and I talked about the Red for Ed VA campaign and Virginia Educators United, um, and what they are, are wanting to do. And the, the basis is that they are asking for state level legislative action to fully fund public schools and this is really really important work that they're doing um and i feel very very strongly about the work that they're doing uh and i you know so i got up to told the school board a little bit about this organization and their campaign and what they're asking for and then i talked about how in louisa county which is where i live and that's the school board meetings that i attend uh that we're doing all right. You know, we are very fortunate to be in a district that uh, is decently funded. Of course, we could do more with more money, but we're okay. And we have a ton of community support in our county for the public schools. Um, and we have a wonderful superintendent and a fantastic, hardworking board that does a lot of things for our schools. And we have hardworking teachers and administrators in our county that do a ton of things for our schools. And so we're doing okay. And I talked about how, you know, there might be some temptation to just kind of sit back and let the chips fall where they may because we're fine. Right. Um, Which is kind of what we were talking about in the last episode yes. of the complacency. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm fine. Why should I be worried about another district in the same state? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and like, or like, I'm worried about them, but I, I'm, you know, I'm busy with what I'm doing. Or and just feeling like, well, I'm powerless over that situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. I'm a citizen over here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I said that I feel very strongly that when you are in a position of privilege, as I feel that my county is, it's really important to recognize and accept the responsibility that comes with that and to stand up and to speak out for those districts who are very, very far from being okay. Right. Very far from being okay. And the lack of state-level funding exacerbates the gap between the counties that have money and the counties that do not have money. And it's, frankly, disgusting. Yes. What it, the position that it puts some of these um, localities and communities in. And it goes back to what we were saying before, that lack of education feeds community issues and those community issues in turn feed education issues and so it's this like vicious cycle and the state has the power to come in and you snip that cycle and make a difference right. and they are refusing to fund the schools and in fact the state of virginia since 2009 has cut the budget like right. every year and it's terrible right um so anyway, and then at the end of my remarks, I asked my school board to um, take the opportunity to make a public statement in support of the campaign as other school boards um, have done. And are and, they going to do it? Um, I don't know. I did in my remarks say, you know, I believe it was Richmond, Chesterfield, and... Maybe there was one other one I can't remember off the top of my head, but three school districts that I knew of 
that had made public declarations and passed it through their school boards. And I offered to email those to the board after the meeting. And after I was done speaking, the chairperson of the board stood up and did a slow clap <laughs> with not, a head nod, right? Not and then quite. people stood up and <laughs> yeah. cheered. And no, went, I. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what's in my head right yeah, now. No, I wish. Um, but no, he <laughs> he said to me, please make sure to email us um, with those those declarations so that we can look at them. So I felt like that was a really positive that there's a chance. I mean, they wouldn't want to look at them if they didn't care. Right. Um, there was a lot of head nodding and, um, you know, and on my way back to my seat, somebody who was sitting in the same row as me was like, Oh, it's very well said. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) cool. And then he stood up and did a slow (laughs) clap. Uh, No, 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 no. There's no slow. Yeah. There's no lifetime movie involved here. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then the and then you walked out of there and you walked across a football field and shoved your <laughs> fist up into the air. It's not a John Hughes movie. Don't you no. forget about me, <laughs> right? No. Okay, never mind. No, that then. did not happen. <laughs> um, and so, but then after the meeting, the superintendent came up to thank me for my remarks and um, my representative of the school board for my area of the county. Um, came up to uh, speak to me and to remind me to email the board with those documents. So I feel awesome. like I got a really positive response. It's um, great. Yeah. And so I uh, I just had a brainstorm. Yeah. Uh, we are in process of like putting up a, a website uh, around this podcast. Would you be open to sharing your remarks as like a template in case anybody else wanted to go to their school board? Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. well, great. Yeah. Let me add that Share to my it. list. <laughs> Wait, what did I just yeah, do? Yeah, the list that gets added to but never taken away because that's how all of my lists operate, okay. right? Okay. Like you just add to it and then you never mark things off because it just gets longer and longer. Oh, it, it'll get done. I'm making yeah. it a top priority. Ooh, I'm going to write it in ink. Top priority written in ink. You heard it here first folks <laughs> so but yeah so that's my my sort of follow-up update nice um that i wanted to talk about and, and my follow-up with the school board thing is i still haven't made it past the first six minutes <laughs> of the youtube video from january yeah. oh at the time of this recording it's now february but yeah and this month's school board meeting yeah. has already passed but yeah. March, yeah. I'm thinking, is the month. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like your school board meetings are so, so, so long. Like yeah. our school board meeting is, you know, I would say an hour and a half, maybe. Um, so a lot more manageable than you said it was like almost three hours that you saw. Yes. So uh, that would be, I think hard for anybody to sit through (laughs) oh my goodness um and i have the benefit of being from a smaller county so there are fewer schools involved fewer issues to bring up i think you know that probably has an effect and i know your county is much bigger there's more schools involved that's true maybe Um, there's more citizens maybe maybe that would be awesome on the video all you see are the panel of judges yeah yeah and um and i happen to coincidentally run into my daughter's principal the next day and he mentioned to me that that was like the first time in a year and a half that he had seen anybody with prepared remarks come to make a statement to the school board so that's awesome yeah um and i just felt like it was really more than anything really encouraging that the board wanted to hear from me the board wanted to hear from the citizens of the county 
And I was a little bit worried it would be a situation of like, oh, my God, here we go again. Mm. Somebody trying to give us their opinion. We don't care. And that's not <laughs> how it happened at Good. all. So that's inspiring. Yeah, that was really, really positive. And um, I'm going to use this to make an awkward segue into my topic <laughs> of the day, um, because one of the reasons why I felt led to get up and talk to my school board and the reason why I felt led to participate in the Action Day in Richmond with you is that I'm a passionate supporter of public education. And for a lot of the reasons we talked about in the last episode where you talked about that opinion piece on why investing in education is good for the economy, I feel like investing in education is just important to communities everywhere. And I've always felt like that. And that's one of the reasons why today's topic is why I love teaching. Oh, nice. Um, I feel like, you know, we've been talking a lot about a lot of the issues in education, and I hope we continue to talk about the issues in education um, and maybe help change some perspectives on those or educate people on those or just, you know, get our thoughts out about it. But I also feel like I wanted to spend a little time talking positively about the profession of teaching. Well, let's do it. Yeah. And one of the reasons I love teaching is that I am passionate about public education. And I feel like that's, for a lot of reasons that I'll talk about in a minute, you know, a good place for me to put my energy in supporting public education and furthering public education is by teaching. Um, and so it's, it's easy for me to stay excited about the profession because it's my passion. Right. Um, education, just the idea of being able to, now I'm thinking of the, the analogy you, that um, you read in the last episode but being able to raise that tide a little bit for all the students I come across and help raise that tide to lift up all the little boats right in my community I still love that image yes and that gets me excited yes um very very excited and uh now do I think that every teacher needs to be as deeply passionate about public education as I need as I am well I'm not yeah Uh, I mean (laughs) (laughs) and it's okay not to be I won't, I won't say that I'm not. Yeah. I'll just say that uh, above, I was trying to think when you said, uh, you know, why I love teaching. Yeah. Of course, I'm thinking, why do I love teaching? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and my fascination and what I'm most fascinated is, is just how the human mind works. Yeah. I want to not figure it out, but figure out how to uh, engage with it. Yeah. And you know, I didn't really give a lot of uh, thought to public education versus, well, private or yeah. or whatever, or um, being as passionate about the organization of it yeah. as I was passionate about, and this, about the individual brains that I'm working with. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of the very, very, very first, we'll call it the prequel um, yes. <laughs> episode, where we're talking about the philosophy of education. And I was talking about, you were talking all about connection yeah. and the community uh, sense of the education, yeah. which now you're talking about in terms of public education. Yeah. And I'm coming behind going, wow, my teaching philosophy was all about helping the individual find their own set of unique yeah. tools to help them do anything they wanted to yeah. do. 
And uh, my love of teaching comes from from that angle. And so my listening to you talking about speaking at public uh, at the school board meetings and going with you to this march in Richmond and stuff like that is broadening my lens. And now I can kind of see a broader sense. I've been so focused on just what I'm doing with individual minds, which is great. Yeah. But now I'm starting to look at the the bigger picture. So yeah, well, and likewise, one of the things that I really enjoy about connecting with other educators is I feel like all of our reasons for coming to it are slightly different. And so while I have this, you know, deep and abiding passion for public education, I enjoy learning from your deep and abiding passion to interact with the way that the human mind works and learns. And I feel like being able to talk with you about that perspective of it helps inform my teaching practice and helps me do better in my teaching practice because I can see how the human mind works. Like I've learned a lot of things from you over our years as colleagues about how to use the way that the mind works to help my students' minds work. Yeah. You know? And, um, and that's another thing that I love about teaching is watching students' minds work. <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah. Or not, you know. Depending on the day. Yeah, you know, but we all, we're all people, we're all human. <laughs> so but, <laughs> but in when in that first very first episode that prequel episode where we talked about why we got into teaching how we got into teaching and our philosophies of teaching and i used the word relationships about 87 million times <laughs> you went back and listened to it didn't you? Uh, yeah i did <laughs> i haven't yet <laughs> uh, i have no idea what i said <laughs> <laughs> i said the word relationships a lot and i think part of that is because that's another thing i really love about teaching and is is building those relationships and so seeing students from the beginning of the year and seeing them through and watching them change and grow to the end of the year is a very unique perspective Mm -hmm. that most professions don't allow for is seeing that that growth over time with young people right um and there's also this thing that happens because i've taught ninth grade And I've taught 10th grade and I had the awesome opportunity to teach students in ninth grade and then teach some of them again in 10th grade. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing that happens. It's inexplicable (laughs) that happens between the end of ninth grade and the beginning of 10th grade. They leave their freshman year as one person. Grow five inches. And then they come back for their (laughs) sophomore year and it's like they're a little bit of a different person. Um, they, they really had this huge growth spurt in maturity when they come back. And especially when you look at it about, you know, compared to the incoming freshman class of all these like scared freshmen who have no idea how high school works or what they're doing or where <laughs> they're going and everything is the worst and scary. And then you remember these 10th graders that are coming to you, they started like that. Right. And now they get high school. They're like totally, they're the masters of high school. Right. At least they think they're the masters of high school. I know exactly what you're talking about, though, because I teach uh, a couple of different levels of math and I haven't really taught the same thing twice yet in (laughs) in my four years at this school. Yeah. And there I have a lot of um, students that I taught in geometry and now I have in algebra, too. Yeah. And some of them took 
me in another class that I taught a couple of years ago. And so some of them I had three years. Yeah. But anyway, and there's lots of times I go to the ones now in Algebra 2 and they're like juniors. Yeah. Because I teach regular Algebra 2. And I will go up to them and say, you are so completely different from last year. (laughs) You are a different person. Yeah. And some of them come back with an amazingly increased sense of self-responsibility. Yes. And isn't that amazing to watch? Oh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so being able to have that insight into the human brain and watch these individuals. And now there's a barking dog and Brent is going bananas. But it's okay, people. We can get through it. We can yes. get through it together. Dogs are cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but to watch their brains grow, to watch them as people mature and grow and have interests um, both inside and outside of school that they bring to the table um, is is fascinating. It's very endearing to me. And I feel like, again, there's not a lot of professions where you get to be a part of that mm-hmm. and where you get to feel like sometimes you get to affect that. Um, I've had instances with students where we butt heads all year long. All year long, button heads. And then, but I, you know, I hold the line. Right. The rules are the rules. The expectations are the expectations. And teenagers love and hate that. Mm-hmm. And so we butt heads. I always think of them like in Jurassic Park, you know, the raptors. Uh-huh. And like, they're always testing the fences. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what it's like to teach high school. <laughs> That's like the teenagers always testing, looking for weaknesses. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it doesn't matter that the gates are electrified 24 hours a day for three weeks. Yeah. They're still going to throw themselves at the electrified yeah. fences. Just to see <laughs> if there's one minute in there that they're not electrified. <laughs> and that's how teenagers work. And it's all part of, and one of the things that I feel like I've really gotten out of teaching is learning why teenagers do that. And it's developmentally appropriate behavior for them. Yes. That's their job is to test all the fences so that they understand what fences need to be there, why they need to be there, and how to work within those fences. And if the fences don't really need to be there, how to dismantle those fences. Yes. You know, for the future. Because their whole purpose, whether they realize it or not... Is forming their sense of identity. Yes. And I totally stole that from the psychology course I had to take in order to be a teacher. Yes. But, you know, a lot of things clicked into place when I I found that. So, of course, they're testing fences. They're looking to see, am I this type of person? Am I that type of person? Do I push the boundaries? Do I try to break rules or do I follow the... What am... Yeah. Yeah. Who am I with my peers? Yeah. That's a big thing, too. Yeah. But anyway, back to you. Yeah, but it's totally developmentally appropriate behavior. And I feel like as a teacher, once I realized and accepted that, it made my job so less difficult. And that's (laughs) one of the uh, mistakes, if if I'm going to be able to call it a mistake, that a lot of first year teachers make is taking behaviors from teenagers, from their students, taking those behaviors personally. Yeah. Like it's a personal thing against them. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. That like, was why my, are they disrespecting me? That was my entire first year. Yes. I, straight up. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I cried every yeah. day my first year of teaching. Yeah. But it's not about you at all. No. It's really about them. They're trying and to so, figure out who they are and who they want to be in this world. I mean, if I asked any of them, like right now, is that what you're really trying to do? They would look at me like I was crazy. Yeah. But 
on some certain level. Yeah. That's what's happening. They're just trying to figure out how the world works and what their place is in it. And that's the time of their life that is their job to do it. And we as teachers are tasked with putting up with that. (laughs) All the school hours. Job description. Uh Putting up with it. Yes. (laughs) And so like I said before, I've had students where it's just particularly tough because for whatever reason, they are really struggling to find their place in these fences and within this structure and but also trying to bloom from this structure and all this. There's so head butting all year long. And then I've had situations where, you know, we had we had butt and I I try to, you know, keep them on the path as best I can. And they don't always like it and it's not always pleasant, but we get through the year. And then to have them come back the next year and say, sometimes to me, I had a student one time um, write me a note and leave it on my desk. I've had a student say this to another teacher. Because um, a lot of times they don't want to say it to your face because right. that's too scary. It's That's too much. Um, which I totally get because I feel like as an adult, it would still be kind of too scary to do this. But to then come back and say, I really appreciate that you held the line. And I really appreciate that you knew I was capable of more and you really helped me. And that's everything. Yeah. To me. That's the crack we yeah. speak of. That's the crack we speak of. Metaphorically. That's what, yes. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's at the end of it, you know, I have a, I have a passion for teaching. I love having these relationships. I love that every day is different at school. Variety was on my list also. Yes. I don't, I remember I taught for, not, I didn't teach. I worked for two years at a bank as a teller and then also an assistant branch manager because nobody else wanted to do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I felt like I was going to prison every day. Yeah. And it was nothing against the organization or the people or the bank. It was just the job was the same thing every, every single day. day. Yeah. You come in, you run this report, you, you file this yeah. paper, you talk to this person, you and make this gotta phone call. And it's got to be done the same way yeah. because there are regulations yep. and you could get fired or fined or, mm-hmm. yeah, or something know, arrested will get, or Yeah, something will shot. get messed up. But, or, <laughs> no, okay, you, know. you couldn't get shot. <laughs> but uh, it was... I, I remember pulling up to the bank and sitting out in the parking lot and crying because yeah. I did not want to go inside. It was an easy job, yeah. though. I mean, when you yeah. break it all down, can you move this paper to this file? Can yeah. you count? Can you turn all the bills in the same direction? Yeah. You know, yes, it, yeah. it was an uh, easy job. Yeah. Or should I say simple? I always get yeah. those two mixed up. Yeah. But teaching, I must be masochistic in some way. Because I went into teaching without any education courses whatsoever. I went in blind. Uh, I, I just knew math. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I was 25, 26, somewhere in there. I didn't even know how to say no yeah. to anyone, much less a teenager. And it was the hardest year of my life. And I came back for more. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. must be masochistic. Yeah. But well, I think there there's was something a little masochistic streak in there. It's that all of us. metaphorical crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's that... <laughs> It's, you know, and I love that every day is a little bit different. You just kind of never know what's going to get thrown your way and you've got to problem solve and figure it out. I love that every year it's a new set of students and you might teach a few of the students from one last year again this year. But they're different. But they're different. Like I've talked about, like we just talked about. Yes. They're different people. And also that's a small subset of your total student interaction 
for that year. So it's a whole new ball game. The strategies that you came up with last year, half of them will work again this year. Yes. And then you're going to have to figure out the other <laughs> half again because they're not working for this group. And so it's always like your mind is always growing, right? You always having to use your brain in this job. And I love that. It keeps me sharp. It keeps me engaged in my work. Right. Challenged. Challenged. Yes. yes. I need the challenge. Um, I, I too need the challenge. So I love all of these things. But what keeps me wanting to come back is that crack <laughs> of knowing that I've had a positive effect on a student's life by being a reliable, predictable, helpful adult. Yeah. And being a teacher puts me in a position to be able to do that. Right. And I feel like, you know, and teaching also uses a lot of my really good skill set. Like, you know, I'm good at building relationships. I'm good at explaining how math works. Right. You know, I'm good at uh, being organized, which well, you know, is really important. It's really interesting that up until like this whole episode, you just now mentioned the word math. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, they're just passionate about math. Yeah. So they want to go teach math. Yeah. And there's so much more to it. So much more to it. It's all about, like you say, building relationships. <laughs> if you don't know what that is. Yeah. The first episode. But um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, and it is. It's about connection between peoples. It's about building community. There's lots of memes going around the Internet where it's about uh, the the personal connection that you make with the students translates more than any theorem or postulate or math yeah. problem you could throw at them. They're not going to come back and be like, oh, thank you so much for teaching me that quadratic formula. Yeah. I use it every day. Yeah. No. No, they're never going to use it every day. <laughs> Nobody uses it you every You know, day. every once in a while, like on a teacher appreciation day, yeah. you know, I'll get tagged in like some post of a former student who's now like 30 and has two kids. And I'm, yeah. that just blows my mind. Yeah. But <laughs> they will tag me in a post and say, you were so patient with me yeah. and thank you so much. And uh, I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you. And, and then, of course, I'm like, who is this person? Um, <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't remember this. One. Oh, 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 I remember her. Uh -huh, I remember uh -huh. her. I've got an apology notice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. little segue here. When I was teaching at the private school, there was this one uh, student of mine. I'm going to call her Joanne. Okay. Uh, and Joanne... <laughs> I had forgotten to make copies. And it was the type of school setting, small private school. I think I had about 10 students in that class. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I could run. I'd be like, oh, hold on. I forgot to make copies of this one. I'm going to make copies. And she was goofing around and stuff. And I was kind of already in a bad mood. And she like closed the door and put a desk up against it <gasps> so that I would struggle to like get back inside. Oh, my God. And when I realized what had happened, I like threw down the copies and I yeah. left and I went back to my apartment. <laughs> All right. Now, there was a happy ending to that. That was not exactly my my finest moment. Yeah. But she was one of the ones who sent me years later a message apologizing for that. Wow. I know. And, you know, by that time, I, oh, I remembered her all right. Yeah. I didn't forget that one. But yeah. <laughs> but you also, like, had I had probably a different let go. Perspective you had on let it. go of any yeah. irritation towards her. I about had it. already worked through my side of it. Yeah. And kind of just worked yeah. through, like, okay, that was probably not the right way. Yeah. What was I feeling? What was going yeah. You know, I did all my own personal work on it. So yeah. I was more peaceful about it. I didn't harbor any resentment. Yeah. But it was just so interesting that she remembered. Uh, 
at that incident and realized that she had caused someone some uh, discomfort yeah. and just, you know, probably didn't act in a way that she was proud of yeah. and that she wanted to make some sort of amends to me. Yeah. And that is the personal connection that we need in this world is yeah. to be able to see your part in something and to make amends to another person if it needs yeah. to happen, no matter how many years yeah. have transpired. And the fact that she has learned that and she's still a friend of mine on Facebook. Yeah. And I can, you know, contact her anytime. It's just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, and the fact is that you clearly had worked hard to build a bigger relationship than that moment with the student, because I feel like if the, she'd had zero level of relationship with you, this would not have haunted her. She would not have cared. And she would certainly not be bothered to, no matter the amount of personal growth, this would not be the thing that she said, I, I need to fix this, you know? Right. And I think that's what it's about. It's about building that broader sense of relationship with your students. And, that's what helps them in a way kind of model how you build those relationships with people in your life and, um, you know, and, and to make them productive and to maybe see the other side of things. I think as teachers, we have such an opportunity to teach more than just our, our content. Well, you probably remember my sign from last year because I got married Last year, yes. and I uh, went with a Sharpie because I have a laminated sign outside of my classroom and it said, you know, Ms. Fallon. And I went and like crossed it out yeah. and wrote Macintosh. And uh, I think I said something for Algebra 2 and, and whatever and other life lessons. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Because, they, you know, every once in a while I'll have to stop class and be like, OK, you can thank me for this later, but here's another life lesson for yeah. you. And there's other times where I come in and I just get completely authentic with yeah. them. And just say, it's been a really rough week. Yeah. And my brain is 50% outside of this building right yeah. now because I've got things going on. Yeah. So if I'm not answering your question or getting back to you in a timely way or you're feeling like I'm not seeing you, do not take it personally. Yeah. I'm, I'm on a limited brain yeah. capacity right now. Please email it. Please talk to me. I want to hear from you. And, you know, a lot of them... When you're real like that, yeah. they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But sometimes we come in and we're just like, oh, we just need to get this quadratic formula done, people. Yeah, come and on. we're grumpy. And, of course, you just see all the brains shut down. Yeah. Uh, but if you can come in and say, look, I know this isn't ideally what you want to be doing probably right now. Because yeah. I, I don't teach the ones who are like, oh, I want to do math for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Uh, I teach the ones who are like, I just got to get through this. Yeah, so I just I need this class so I can graduate people. And those are the ones I truly love to teach yes. anyway. But um, And so to be able to like be authentic and say, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that we have to do for the rest of our lives that we don't really want to, but we know we have to do it to get to where we want to be. Yeah. And I'm just here to help you get there. Yeah. Uh, they, I think that really helps to set the tone a lot better to like, hey, we're in this together. Yeah. Let's help each other, yeah. you know, but I don't feel like they get that in a lot of other educational uh, classrooms. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Therefore, I, know. I need to go make more observations. There you go. There you go. But yeah, no. And I, I remembering another very teachable moment um, in one of my classes. And it was at a time, 
at our school, there was this kerfuffle with the contract with the custodians. So we didn't have custodians for like two or three weeks and it was crazy bananas. And so teachers were having to sweep out their own classrooms and I just didn't have time to do it every single day. So it didn't get done every day. And, um, uh, and also there was, um, a student in this class who didn't have super great hygiene. And there was another student in this class who had a very big mouth and would come in to the classroom every day. Why does it smell so bad in here? Mm. And I would just say, cause this was a 10th grade class and I had freshmen before this and I would just say, Oh, you know, freshmen, they're so smelly or whatever. Like just try <laughs> to kind of play it off, move along. Cause I didn't want this one student to feel like she was talking about him. Right. And so, uh, so anyway, so that's the setup. We don't have custodians. So my floor is kind of a mess. And, um, I had several students come in this day and it was like one after the other one would come in and remark about how messy the floor was. One would come <laughs> in and remark about how, you know, the school hallways were messy or whatever. I'm sorry. Teenagers are, are seeing mess. Right. <laughs> I think okay, maybe wait. that's what just took me so off guard. Yeah. But, yeah. Because <laughs> like, uh, they don't see it in my house. Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, and I said, I had had enough. And I just said, if one more person comes in here and talks about how messy my room is, y'all are going to hear it. <laughs> and then in walks this girl with this, this big, big giant mouth. mouth. And her friend said, stop. Don't say a word. <laughs> Miss Hurt is not having it. <laughs> and they sat down. And this happened to be a day this particular class had won a class competition. So I had bought donuts. And, of course, I bought them with my own money <laughs> on my own time. And I brought them in for this class, which I was really happy to do because they won the competition. So whatever. Uh, but it happened to be on this day. And so I'm feeling like, you know, I just bought these donuts for you. And now you're going to come in and be shitting all over my classroom. <laughs> And so they sat down and I just, I went a little mom on them. And I said, listen, you all know the situation with the custodians. If you think my room is so messy, you are welcome to come in and sweep my room. I'm not going to stop you. But I'm doing the best I can here. I plan lessons. I make materials. I'm here for you for this class. At the end of the day, I don't always have the time and the energy to be sweeping my room. That's why we generally have custodians. And I just sort of, you know, I thought you need to be a little bit more appreciative of what goes into this. And I said, and also, I bought you donuts. <laughs> With, I don't know that you realize this, but these donuts, they're not bought by the school. They don't come out of thin air. They are not donated by Dunkin' Donuts. I buy them. I stop on my way to work. I pick them out and I pay for them and I bring them to you. So if you have any more complaints, just keep it to yourself. And I think you just need to be a little bit more aware of the words that come out of your mouth. And then somebody stood up with a slow clap (laughs) and said, Captain, oh, Captain, and stood on their desks. No, not quite. But when they came to get their donuts, every one of them stopped to tell me 
thank you, Mrs. Hurt. Aww. And so I took that that's as the my crack for the day. And that's the crack. And the girl with the big mouth never said anything for the rest of the year what? about the smell in my classroom. So you're changing lives. I know. <laughs> We're doing the real lives. work here. And that's, that's awesome. what I love about teaching. Beautiful. Yeah. Also, summer's off and I get to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my other two, yeah. too. But I think that goes without saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So cool. on that Thank note, you. I think we've really, I feel really positive now and good. kind of energized good. about it. So and I feel good, too, because yeah. it's a Sunday and tomorrow yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's test day. Yay! Yay! Boo. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Christine. Yeah, thank you, Natalie. We want to have our little end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you just pick topic? one? What's the one you want to answer? Um. Oh, there was a good sorry, one. Sorry, Brent. Did I just kick sorry. you out of the process? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I know one that I I thought of as we were talking about this because we were talking about you know relationships and building relationships <laughs> and getting to watch students be people and grow and all that stuff. So. Bonding with a student over a non-school related topic. Now, do you already have one? I do. Okay, good, good. You go first. Okay. So I had a student last year and um, in my Algebra 1, ninth grade Algebra 1 class. And she, um, I had mentioned, I guess, to this class. And like, I don't even remember this coming up in the class, but I had mentioned it in the class about really loving the show Parks and Rec. And how I really, really <laughs> love the show Parks and Rec. It's a great show. It is such a great you gotta show. you got to make it through the first season, though. Yeah. It takes a while to get into the groove. Yeah. But once it's in the groove, man, it's great. Um, and she came into class one day, and she had a jean jacket on. And she showed me this pin that she had pinned on her jacket. And I was like, oh, what is it? And it was a mouse rat pin. It's Andy's band. Oh, yes. And I was like... <laughs> I love this so much. So much. Oh my God. And like for like 15 minutes into class, I couldn't stop like gushing about like how much I loved this pin to the point where she's like, okay, Mrs. Hurt. It's okay. We get it. You like it. But it was just such a, like a deep cut kind of reference yes. to the show. So to deep have, cut like, that I yeah. am still struggling to remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause it's, you know, Andy's band. Got it. In got Parks it. and Rec is Mouse Rat. And <laughs> so it's his like band logo pin. And, um, but you know, she was really excited to share that with me because it was such a cool find Definitely. and she knew that I would really be into it. I don't know that she realized I would be so into it, yeah. but yeah. She kind of goes on the other side of the hall when she sees you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so mine that I'll bring up is very recent. Uh, I was in, I teach C++ programming this year and I have some very enthusiastic young programmers and they made a reference to, I don't remember the specific reference, but I came back to them like, Oh my gosh, do you do, do you play that game? There is a series of, I don't know. Do you like escape room type games? Uh, uh, the mysteries. Have you yeah. ever done an escape room? I did. Didn't you do it last year with us? I did not do it with you. My husband oh. and I did one, though. Did you like last it? Year. Yes. Okay. I loved it. Well, there is a series of apps called Cube Escape, uh, and it's by Rusty Lake, and it is 
amazing. And these kids made a reference to something. I, I heard it, you know, it's yeah. like the radar goes off and I'm like, okay, <laughs> they just talked about cube. And I like rushed up them like a crazy fan girl. Uh-huh. And we just like, are you talking about cube escape? And they're like, oh my gosh, yes, it's so great. And I'm like, have you played this one? Have you played this one? Have you played Roots? Have you played that? And they were just like, oh my God, yes, I have. And have you done this? And it wasn't until like a full, probably two full minutes that I just kind of glanced out of the corner of my eye and looked around and every single eye in the rest of the the computer lab <laughs> had turned away from their computers and they were like, I'm just watching this conversation happening? go down. Because I totally dissolved into this 13 year old fangirl uh-huh. and uh, they were just kind of, and I was like, okay, now getting back to the project. Here we go. And I like back away slowly. Yeah. And so now I'm like, hey, did you see there's a new one coming out? I mean, so yeah, yeah, we bond over that stuff. Yeah. But no, it's a great way to bond with students. So. And I think it surprises them that we have another dimension to us. Well, it surprises surprises me that they have another dimension. Exactly. But yeah, no, I think it surprises them that we're people and we don't just live at school. But I do live at school. (laughs) That's a topic uh, for another day. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, thank you, Christine. Thank you, Natalie.